there, it's Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode of Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. This is episode 34, and we're going to talk about being introverted or extroverted as survivors of trauma. I'm so glad we're walking the path towards healing together. So just a quick reminder, I am not a clinician, counselor, or physician. I'm a certified trauma and resiliency life coach, a certified trauma support specialist, advocate, and someone with lots of lived experience with trauma. Also, the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not meant to replace treatment by a doctor or any other licensed professional. All right, let's dive in. So this week, I thought I'd bring up a topic that was actually suggested by my son. It's an interesting aspect of human nature in general. What makes some people outgoing, driven, always upbeat and ready for the next thing? And then what makes other people shy, fearful, preferring their own company over the company of others? These differences happen naturally as people develop their own personalities and have their own experiences of themselves or others and the world around them. But for those of us that have experienced trauma, it throws a whole new perspective into that mix. We know that experiencing trauma at any age, but especially as children, changes the way our brains wire themselves. I've talked about that a lot. When we have lots of things happen to us that affect us negatively and we're always on high alert for danger, our brains, bodies, and nervous systems react accordingly. We don't have a sense of ourselves, who we really are as individuals. We may not have had the opportunity to develop things like hobbies or friendships. We may have missed out on having that loving, compassionate parent or caregiver sit with us when we're sad, angry, afraid, or confused. And when we lack that kind of comfort and guidance, we don't know what to do with how we feel. We don't know how to sort out our feelings, our thoughts, and behaviors. We also aren't taught how to create our own personal boundaries. We have no idea where we begin and end and where others begin and end. So we grow up having to figure it all out on our own. Sometimes this works out, but often it doesn't. We don't know who to trust. We don't know who we can count on to be there for us. We don't know who is safe and who isn't. So many of the people who were supposed to love us, guide us, and keep us safe didn't. They didn't do their job. This builds up in us as a lack of self-confidence. We don't trust our own judgment. We don't trust that we're going to make the right decisions or choices. So if we don't trust ourselves, how can we trust anyone else? This can lead to several different types of behaviors. For some, being the overachiever, the perfectionist, the workaholic, that type A personality, always on, always going, always driven. For some, the caregiver, 
becomes how we function. We take care of everyone else except for ourselves. For others, we can become too trusting with no personal boundaries. We overshare our stories with others, even with complete strangers. We want so badly to be validated, heard, and understood, we tell everyone we meet our entire life story. It just comes pouring out. For others, shutting down, staying isolated, being afraid of anything or anyone new becomes how we operate. We stay stuck, unable to figure out why. Why can't we move forward? Why we are so damn scared of everything. I feel like I have been on both ends of the spectrum and many points in between. Because I had no idea who I was, I measured my own self-worth, my own value, against how much I did for others and how they responded. I've been that driven type A personality. At one point, I had three full-time jobs, and I still have no idea how I did that. It was like I was saying, see, see how hard I work? Give me validation. Give me compliments. Give me something, anything. Over the years, I adapted and changed myself to suit those around me. When it didn't work, when things went wrong, who did I blame? Me, of course. I wasn't what others needed or wanted. Why wasn't I good enough for them? Then I've been on the other side of the spectrum where I was completely frozen and paralyzed by fear, afraid of people, situations, change, challenges, anything and everything. If I had only just known how to be myself, whoever that was, what might have changed for me? It took me so long to figure out just the basics of what made me, me. I had to first let go of seeking outside validation from others as a way to measure my worth. And that was really hard to let go of. It was a lifetime of habit. I had to really think about what my core values and strengths were. Who was I? What did I believe in? What did I value in others? What kinds of behaviors did I like in other people? Did I have those qualities in myself? What did I like to do? What didn't I like to do? What was really my favorite color? Was I kind? Was I trustworthy? Was I honest? I mean, it got down to those basic things. Things lots of people just instinctively know about themselves. But I had to work it out. That's how lost I was. I had to start building myself from the ground up. I took those core things I decided about myself and built up from there and I'm still building. Do I have 100% complete faith and trust in myself and my abilities? No, I don't, but I'm getting there. I had to be my own comforter, my own guide, safe space, best friend, all of it.
When you really think about it, it isn't a huge complex puzzle. We don't know what we don't know. We operate with what we learned through our experiences. And if you never had anyone to show you how to be in the world and you just had to figure it out, you have done the best you could with the knowledge that you had. Think about that again. You did the best you could with what you knew. But you have choices now. You can be whoever you want to be. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert depends on so much. There's also no right way to be. If you prefer to keep your circle small and enjoy your own company best, that's perfectly okay. If you really like people and want more connection, great. The key is that you have to do what feels right for you, not what others tell you or think you should do. They aren't you. They haven't walked in your shoes. Others may mean well when they say things like, you should get out more, or on the flip side, do you ever stay home? But only you can decide what's right for you. I'm an introvert operating in an extroverted world. I'm involved in so many things, meetings, trainings, speaking engagements, and lots of other things, but it takes almost all of my energy. I like my alone time, and I'm lucky for the time being that I get to work from home, and I love it. I can work at my own pace, concentrate better, and get so much more done on my own. My personal circle of people, you know, friends and acquaintances, is really small, and I'm okay with that too. You have to live your life according to your needs and wants, no one else's. If you want to change your approach, change it, but start small. If you need to slow things down, slow down if you're that driven type of person. If you'd like to get back out in the world a bit, try joining a group, either online or in person, to start. You can find lots of local groups that meet either way by searching on the web. But seek out supportive and like-minded folks that share your same interests and values. And remember, set your boundaries and hold them firmly. So this is where I like to close us out with a new exercise that we can add to that mindfulness toolbox that we've been building together. Remember, you don't have to do this now or at all if you don't want to, but you might just listen and tuck it away in your mind for future reference. We're going to do a very short exercise today, something easy. I feel like easy is a good way to go today. Just a brief writing exercise to help you identify and set a goal for yourself in finding out whether or not you'd like to be a bit more introverted or extroverted. If you'd like to try this with me, please get a notebook, a piece of paper, even a sticky note, and a pen or pencil. You could even type it out in a Word doc on your computer if you like. Whatever way you participate is fine. As long as it works for you, that's what matters. I'd like to invite you to find a place that's quiet, calm, 
and as free from distractions as possible. If you'd like, I always say you can set the mood. You could light some candles, put on some quiet, calming music, burn some incense, or use some of your favorite essential oils. Remind yourself that you're in a safe space. You are safe in this moment, in the now. Let's start with our mindful belly breathing to get more centered. Breathe slowly in through your nose, your belly naturally pushing out as you inhale to a count of five. Hold your breath for a count of one. Then slowly exhale out of your mouth. Your belly should naturally move in, move in as you exhale to a count of five. Do this five times. And when you're ready, I'd first like you to think about who you are, as we've just talked about. Who is in your own personal circle of people, friends, acquaintances? Write them down. Next, what are the qualities that you like about the size of your circle? Is it comfortable? Is it easy? Or is it busy and exciting? Write down what you like about your current circle of people in your life. How does it make you feel? How does being around these people make you feel? Next, write out anything that you don't like about this circle of people? Is there anything that bothers you about it? Or is everything all right the way it is? If you've identified anything that's bothering you, or if you'd like to make a change, what might that be? What change would you like to make? Remember, this is your circle and your life and you get to choose to make any change that you want. Finally, what is one small thing you could do to make this change that you'd like to see? Something small and easy to start with. When could you begin to make that change? Set a date, make a commitment, and start it. Remember, change doesn't happen unless you begin. So set that expectation for yourself. Make that commitment to making that change. I hope this short exercise was something you found helpful. And again, it's just more tools to add to our mindfulness toolbox. Whenever you need to go to that toolbox, and pull out any skill we've learned in order to feel more grounded, safe, and connected, do it. I've put each exercise to beautiful video and music on my YouTube channel, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. Please like, subscribe, and share widely if you like what you see and hear. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And please keep on listening wherever you listen 
please like, subscribe, favorite, follow me, and again, please share widely. All of you out there who listen, sharing has made such a huge difference. I've had people reach out to me from all around the world for help and support. So your support makes all the difference. Remember what you think really matters to me too. So please, whether it's on my website or on my YouTube channel, any of my social media pages, please comment on the show. Let me know what you think, whatever's on your mind. You can find me on Facebook at Carrie Walker and also Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma on Twitter at CarrieWalker58 and of course my website InvisibleWoundsHealingFromTrauma.com Look for my new episodes dropping every Monday on all of your favorite podcast, music, and listening apps. Please take extra good care of yourself and we'll talk soon.